Hey, welcome to yet another esports podcast with me, General. And I'm Scores. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Valorant, the new hype game on Twitch and all the streaming platforms, and Close Bandits like taking esports by storm right now. So, Scores, what do you think about this new kind of tact- another like tactical FPS shooter, uh, similar to CS:GO, is kind of entering the FPS scene now? What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting that um, we basically just had constant Counter-Strike in this genre, I feel like. I mean, I know you could maybe call Rainbow Six Siege a bit of a tax shooter, but it's not, like, the same thing. Like, Valorant's a lot closer yeah. to CS. Um, <laughs> and it's just nice to finally see after all these, like, more than a decade or whatever, um, some game trying to innovate on this style of a tax shooter. Yeah. Especially when you see, like, some FPSs have, like, stepped away from that. Like, you know, Overwatch was kind of, like, kind of, like, more MOBA than it was Shooter. Like, it was an yeah. FPS, but it's, like, it's all about your hero skills and stuff like that. And then you saw, yeah. like, you know, the big explosion of Battle Royale games that kind of right. completely stepped away from the round-by-round purchasing your guns type of scenario. Yeah, and then, like, you know, this is yet another esports podcast forever. So, like, Battle Royales, in terms of esports, I think, turned out to not really work that well like as a comp- competitive game um like spectator sport at least and yeah it's just there's something just better about a you know team one versus one team versus one team kind of game yeah. um like battle royales are fun to watch and you know lots of crazy stuff happens so it makes a great like streamer game but i think like something like valorant's a lot more in the in line with what makes a good spectator esport yeah, I couldn't agree more because, like, uh, like you said, for streaming, like, yeah, maybe the fast pace, like one versus one versus one versus one versus one type of scenario in like battle royale or like small groups of like threes, like in Apex Legends, all facing off is like exciting to watch as like just a casual streamer like viewer. But like as like an esports kind of like trying to see like who's ahead, what's the score, what's the game state, it's kind of hard to figure that out in battle royales. And so like with Valorant being more of like that round by round tactical shooter with like econ and very like the continuity between gunplay like with the guns is going to be more of what we're used to as like you know with csgo and then like something that's easier for like people who don't even play those games to understand yeah yeah i mean what do you think about how it seems to be basically like a overwatch combined with a cs yeah kind of game you know like that seems like the lane it's trying to walk in i think it's like a good uh thing in terms of like it's taking maybe some of the good parts of overwatch some of the good parts of csgo and trying to combine it into like a good game we'll see like what the mixture is like overall but i think the main thing that really will make this game successful with like splicing the two is that you have to buy your abilities it makes like some of the abilities a lot more precious like you can't just like throw it out and be like oh I have a cooldown and now I just wait and like it's an infinite resource where it's like I need to know when I should flash or I should smoke because I won't get another one for the round like I'll deplete it for the round yeah it's like bringing in that scarcity fits super well with this like econ driven tech shooter genre it's like yeah it seems obvious like in hindsight but it is really pretty genius to like implement it this way versus like the way overwatch does with like just cooldowns and stuff yeah and it's just like a thing too where uh, the cooldowns to themselves on some of the abilities are actually quite long enough where, like, 
you can't just like frivolously use them. Like Sage, mm -hmm. her heal ability that you can put on yourself or an ally is 30 seconds. In, mm -hmm. in 30 seconds, like a lot can happen. You can take a lot of damage yeah. and possibly die or someone of your allies that you want to heal could possibly die. So it's a thing where it's like, like when we look at say MOBAs, right? In the sense that, oh, you have all these skills. Some abilities you just throw out, throw out, throw out and you only use mana. In this game, like, your charges for that are kind of like your mana. And once you're out, you're out. There's no going back to a fountain and be like, okay, I can use it again. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, with all this type of games that we've talked about, like Overwatch, the Battle Royales, Valorant CSGO, I'm still watching the streams. I'm still trying to get into the closed beta, but you were lucky enough to get a, a key, so... What are your first impressions of the games, the guns, the agents? Yeah, I mean, it is already so fun to play. Like, I, I played a fair amount of CS, like, never to be really good, but, like, for, you know, probably almost a decade. I've played CS on and off, a lot with friends and stuff, you know, casually, and I just love the feel of those guns. Like, I think it's yeah. always, I think it's always been the shooter that's felt the best to me with, like, how yeah. the guns feel and stuff. Um and this just captures that. And then when you, on top of that, throw in like all the strategy with all these powers, it's, oh man, it is, it's so interesting. And I feel so terrible at the game right <laughs> now because like I don't have fully figured out when you should use like what skill or whatever. Yeah. Um, but man, it adds just a whole nother layer so that like just because you might be doing not the best at shooting, you still have like the skills can make the difference sometimes. And that's just like, yeah. yeah, makes it easy. Even though it's a bit, it's more complicated in a way. It's like I feel like it makes it more accessible. Definitely, it's like this thing where, you know, we haven't been playing too much FPS. We played FPS throughout, but like recently, we were playing like other games, other kinds of games. And so, like, it's a game where like it looks so fun that like I'm ready to just go into it and just get clapped so that like I can learn and play and stuff and just in general as like as a viewer like watching like some of the most skilled fps shooter i mean players in this year will be really fun to play like one thing for me that i like opposed to say like overwatch is like when a winston is attacking versus like a reinhardt or a 76 it's all different so like it's kind of mm -hmm. like really hard for people to understand what's going on if they don't play the game but in this game it's like oh, they have this assault rifle. That's better than a pistol. So this person's an advantage. But all the pistols are like, the same guns shoot the same way. So it's like about like you actually using it, like you like having the skill of using it. Yeah, and I mean, that being a difference from CS2, the fact that attackers and defenders use the same guns, I think mm -hmm. is super good. Like, I think it's an improvement, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it sort of makes it easier to balance around and it levels the... Um, gap between the two sides a bit and then the it also leaves room for the skills and powers to of the agents to shine more exactly yeah and i think that's the thing that like the what you're talking about the skills like the utility of this game is like something that's very interesting to me because like certain abilities for certain agents have more than like one or two or three charge like have like one to two three charges and like the econ of like knowing like okay like I could either just spend all my money and buy a Vandal, like the AK equivalent, or uh, a Guardian, which is like some like semi-auto kind of like sniper carbine type situation, or do I like downgrade to like an SMG 
and buy all of my skills so that I have my, like, depending on who you are, all your flashes or Molotovs or smokes and stuff like that. And, like, that's going to be interesting to see where it's in, like, every single round in CS, like, everyone has the same abilities, right? Right. Yeah, so far I've only really played um, Phoenix and uh, so- Sava. Sova, Sava? Sova, uh, yeah. Sova. Uh, yeah. So I haven't, like, tried a lot of them because I want to, you know, really feel out and get used to skills before I, like, just move on. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I I played enough, you know, not a ton, but I played enough to get one agent unlock, and I haven't even used it yet because I want to, like, get more used to the game before I make that decision, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you were telling me about this earlier. Like, you don't just start with all the agents right off right. the bat. Right, right. Yeah, I think, um, if I can remember, you start with Sova, Sage, Phoenix, uh, Brimstone. I forget who's number five, but yeah. And then I think there are f- uh, the rest are locked. I think you have five and the rest are locked. Um, yeah, so it's different from League in that I don't think it's a rotating heroes, like agent set, right? Uh, yeah. you everyone gets the same starter ones. Um, and I think it's a good thing to like narrow the scope and it seems like they give you uh, one of each role so you can try yeah. the different roles at the very least, get used to it and be like, oh, I want to try a variation on this role so I will unlock yeah. this yeah. agent. Yeah. Although yeah. I could see how it could frustrate a lot of people. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm not quite sure how I, I dig that. Like when you compare like say like League of Legends and Dota, I always prefer Dota because it's like, you get all the heroes all at once. But do I do understand the benefits of like making like it's uh, like a smaller set of say agents or like champions in League of Legends to play with for newer users to onboard them? Because like if you were like in Dota, like if you weren't playing like like basically from like the Warcraft three days like I was, you can sometimes just see all those heroes and just be like, how do I even understand like every single role, let alone every single hero in those roles? If all of them are constantly in your face, you constantly play against either heroes or champs that you've never seen before. So, like, I do understand how that could be a good thing for Valorant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I also want to ask you, like, you know, both of us have been, like, we're watching a lot from the sidelines for a while. Mm. I'd say you were watching, paying much more, like, attention in detail in the lead up to the closed beta. Like, how do yeah. you feel about the way the, like, Riot team is, like, developing it, you know? I think they're doing like a really good job. We talked about this uh, a, a couple days ago. It's like they're having like a very open-eared uh, approach and to like the community, especially even with their esports efforts. Like it looks like they're just trying to make like a fun game and then see where like the community can take it. And like that's like very refreshing in terms of like how many games have we seen over like the past couple years that are like oh, this game is going to be a big esports, it's going to be sick, everyone's going to play it, and then it just dies, right? Or just it got the the launch of it isn't executed well. And so this one, it seems like their approach is like, let's make this fun first, like let's make sure people want to play it. And then from there, we kind of give like, you know, we leave the tools to them to build what they want, right? Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And on top of that, the fact they're like, you know, making it like all their other games free to play. I think is huge. Yeah, I think huge. it's so necessary for any online competitive game these days. You just you need to have, have as like the doors need to be open to anyone to try yeah. it. Otherwise, because there are too many games now, 
that you can like you might choose to play instead you know yeah i think that's a dope point like there are so many games out nowadays like in the esports like not even just talking about just gaming in general because there are tons of good games that are just like single player but in the esports space there's like so many games that you could want to try that like if there's like a paywall on top of that you might just go like why don't i try some of these other ones first and so like that's like a good thing for valorant for sure yeah i mean that's like probably a big reason artifact didn't really take off i think right yeah Yeah. and like just to compare and contrast like valve has always been a bit more silent you know in Mm -hmm. their communications with their uh player base and stuff and you don't really know for sure if they're listening you like everyone just kind of says messages at a wall and then hopes some of them like get through to them you know but you never actually know if they made it through yeah um but like with Riot, they're like constantly just hammering home this like, we are listening to you. Please give us more feedback. We will adjust to what the community wants yeah. and needs and thinks needs to happen. Um, we want to see how the community runs their like esport event type things if they do. Uh, and then we will adjust like our strategy based on what you all do. You are helping us make this game. And it's just like yeah. the right philosophy to have. Yeah, definitely. Because... Uh, from like a bunch of the uh, interviews with uh, those two like Valorant team devs, they're talking about how like the community is really going to build what it wants first. Like we don't want to dictate stuff. And then like you were saying with Artifact, like Valve kind of had like it's like wanted it to kind of be like a draft centric game where like a lot of the community and player base was like, wait, we want to play constructed. We want to make our decks. Like we want to deck build in this in that game. And so with this, I think it's like really good because uh, with uh, Valorant, the community can hash out, the player base can hash out like what they want from an esports type format, and then uh, the Valorant team, Riot from there, can take that information and then build like make their own rule set, right? And I think that's going to be a thing that they don't need to rush into necessarily. And I think it's like the right approach to like let people try to dictate what they want, right? Yeah, and, like, come out the game a bit more, like, bare bones so that there's just... I'm sure they, like, have got made progress on a bunch of different, um, thing, like, tools and stuff that they yeah. don't want to put in right away because they just want to see how people feel first, and then they can, like... You know, maybe they brought a bunch of tools to, like, 80%, and then they'll finish them up and put them in as fast as they can as they see, you know, what the community needs or wants or is asking for. Yeah. And, like, some of the community stuff right now is, like, it's, it's like, a double-edged sword. It's, like, it's good, and I'm, I'm really glad that they're listening to the community. But then there's, like, some of the stuff that you've already seen in the Valorant community. Say, like, oh, certain, like, you know, Raze is kind of, like, overpowered. Or, like, certain things they don't, uh, like, how certain, like, uh, abilities are, stuff like that. And I think some people will talk about, like, like all these things. And it's something that needs to be discussed because like one they want to make a game that's fun they want to make a game that's willing to play but they can't just be like bending the knee to like i don't like this like don't have this in the game right yeah like you have to give people a chance to figure it out for themselves before you've like necessarily come in with the ban hammer yeah right um yeah, that being said, though, I am, I think it's going to be good that they're, like, talked about doing this, like, two week, like, or around that 
really quick clip updates, patches, balance changes, yeah. like yeah, at least small ones, you know, constantly. So that like, maybe that means sometimes they'll like, maybe they don't think something's so bad, but players are all complaining a ton. So they like, they'll tune it down and give players. <coughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. It's all good. Uh, to say, to uh, piggyback off of that, it's like this thing that they have with TFT and with Le- Legends of Runeterra is they have like these scheduled really quick turnaround patches where they have the opportunity to say like, this is built in time where we can adjust some things. And since it's like more faster pace, more, uh, it happens more often, they can be like very like, like really tweak things small. They don't have to go like, this is too strong, ah! And you just swing the other way and then it, it harms the meta or harms like that character. Like I would take for an example, like Legends of Runeterra, they've made certain cars like just take away one attack point, one health point away from a car and keep it the exact same. And it still has like as much of the effect that it has. And it isn't just like, it's completely hammered. Like not to like, like, like bring up Hearthstone and how like they've just like, demolished cards beforehand or like certain times with like um you know back in the day with like say dota like there's like a couple heroes where they have to just completely change them because they just like swung too hard right so like they can like tweak a little bit more refined yeah man i am i am normally very optimistic like an optimistic person i'm trying really hard to keep myself like cautiously optimistic Mm -hmm. with this but like man riot just seems like the king right now like they are doing everything right for the most part they're trying their best or they're no one's comparing to them right now it's it's insane i i i did not see this coming i really didn't Mm. but i think no one compares yeah i think like it's interesting how successful they've been at like taking these other, like, um, a multitude of genres or multitude of kind of games and, like, put out high, high quality games in those spaces, you know? Uh, we'll see, because, you know, Valorant's still very young, Legends mm-hmm. of Runeterra is very young, mm-hmm. and, but, like, how I've seen, like, like, when Auto Battlers first came out and Dota Auto Chess was huge, right? And then, like, Valve made their own. The, the people uh, who originally made Auto Chess made their own, and then uh, Riot made TFT just to see how, like, how they progressed and built on their own version of the auto battler yeah. and how it just like smashed every other competitor to it. It's not even like close. So it's like, it, it, it goes to show like the quality of people that they have, like working on their games and fine tuning their games. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So that being said, do you have uh, any predictions for uh, like Valorant in the future, or things you personally want to see from the game itself, or like you know, the esports efforts itself? Man, I think given the current like situation in the world mm-hmm. right now, you know, with coronavirus and or COVID nineteen, yeah, if it comes out pretty quickly, it's gonna be it's going to have such a huge boost right from the start. And I really hope we see, we just start seeing some like community led tournaments early, like in this Mm -hmm. closed beta first, just like to get the ball rolling quick because man, like the viewership will probably be crazy, you know, and there'll be a lot of 
a whole new scene will build so fast around this if they can move fast i think yeah um and i'm excited i i'm really looking forward to like watching this esport grow and see where it goes um you know i like to watch cs but like i could see myself watching this more with all mm. the like powers and uh nice different kinds of strategies you know yeah i think my personal predictions is is like it's gonna be big and it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun that's like my main thing because like a lot of times like these games come out and then like the player base or people are just like this is the next biggest esports it's gonna be big and if, when it isn't the game just dies i don't think valorant needs to be the next biggest thing it doesn't have to be this new huge uh esport that like dictates all of esports it just has to be fun and the, it's going to bring people back into these tactical shooters and it could be like a good boon for you know cs in general as well gets more people into that kind of shooter and also it'll be nice to see uh what the community has in store you know when games like these come out like this was happening with like all the mobas and like overwatch and stuff like that the cosplaying the memes you know the art is gonna be it's gonna be sick and so like i'm really excited to just see some of that stuff happen yeah and like to your point about it actually probably help like grow it helping grow cs further i do think that's probably right like even if valorant eventually passes up csgo i think cs ends up with more viewers than it's even had and it gets a lot um i think it's funny how so much of the conversation has been like is this the Counter-Strike GOAT? Like, is this the Counter-Strike killer? Um, yeah. When it really should be like, is this the Overwatch killer? You know? Like, yeah. that's the game that's really, yes. like, gonna get it owned is, by this. It's coming for Overwatch's neck with these abilities. And it, I think it handles it a lot better. Like, when we were talking before, like, the having to buy your abilities makes it so that you can't just frivolously just, like, I'm every time it's up, I put up my May wall. Every time mm-hmm. this is up, I use this, you know, whatever, right? You have to use it strategically. You can't just like spam it. It's not something like lemmings. You just keep firing it off as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with like watching a bunch of these streams still for me, trying to get into the beta, and you were watching, you got some stuff. What's one streamer who's one streamer that like you found just through Valorant? Like you didn't watch them before or you didn't follow them before and now that Valorant's out, you're you're watching them follow them. Yeah, it's funny. I watched this guy, uh Val Valkia, V-A-L-K-I-A. Mm. Yeah, he's I like, him. yeah, he's like he's British. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives in the UK. Um mm. Yeah, and I just found myself watching his stream a fair amount, even though because I was like kind of looking for someone in like that under 10k you know, to yeah. watch, to see. Because, like, I knew all the the big people who were streaming yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so I watched him a lot. He's funny. Uh, yeah, he had a good, like, um, introductory kind of video on his YouTube channel, too, that I watched mm. uh, that I thought was really solid. Uh, yeah, so that's been cool. And I look forward to, yeah, finding more. What about you? Who have you found? Yeah. Real quick on uh, Valkia, like, the one time I did watch him, he had, like, a sub-goal where he would dress up like Joe Exotic from, like, the Tiger King uh, Netflix series. So he was just, like, acting like Joe Exotic the one the first time I watched him. And I was like, oh, this guy. You know you know that guy has, like, he's having fun and he's living his mm. best life when you get to play this brand-new dope game and you're dressed up as Joe Exotic with your 
hitting home base. And I think finding new streamers is like the one of the funnest parts about seeing new games. It's like you said, sometimes you want to see people who are like under a certain amount because you've already seen some of those top streamers. And sometimes you want to be able to talk to that person and not have like the chat just be like da 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 da. But like for me personally, when we talk about like say Overwatch kind of being like that international game, like characters being from all these places and um, stuff and Valorant being the same way, I see so many like streams in different languages and stuff like that. So like I I was checking out this one stream in Spanish. It's a streamer her name is kachuka she's like in spain she's been playing and she's been playing with all her friends over there who are like all speaking spanish so i don't know what's going on most like what they're talking about most of the time but they're pretty good and it's just something about watching people like play and have fun in a different language like makes you realize how like similar we are like we're all just like you know cracking wise and you know trying to one tap heads with our deagles and or sheriffs and stuff like that you know yeah totally totally yeah, something, and when you bring up the like finding streamers you can like talk to, uh, like Valkia had this like crazy thing happen in one of his games where it was like I think him versus three people, one on three mm-hmm. or one on four. And he was just he was going on a tear, killing a bunch of them, and then he had to go, uh, um, defuse the spike, right? Yeah, and he accidentally mollied himself on like on top of the spike. So yeah. he had he was trying to de it uh, as like it was just killing him and he barely gets it off like win- yeah. wins the round with like seven or like seven health I think and yeah. it was nuts and then so he like quickly like clipped it and turned it into a tweet I'm watching all this live and then yeah. I end up like I like oh this is hilarious so I retweet it real fast and like with some comment I don't even remember like smartest yeah. play or whatever I've seen or something yeah. and. <laughs> Um, it, my tweet ends up on his stream, and like yeah. that's only possible because he's like only has a decent chance because he has only like five thousand yeah. followers at that point. So that felt super yeah. cool, you know. Definitely, and uh, that's always that's one thing about certain tax shooters too, or certain like FPSs. It's like you can get these epic plays, like people getting like aces or like you know situations like that where like not only is he racing the clock to defuse but also like racing like against his hp to defuse before he dies it's like that it's really cool and so like how we like to end our show every time is we want to end with a segment and so this being the valorant episode we're uh we're calling this one uh are you rushing a or rushing b which is like a this or that segment like you got to choose one of these two answers so you ready to put your uh ready for the to rush some some bomb sites, some spike sites. I'm ready sites. to rush. I'm ready to get my knife out because you run faster with a knife. Yeah. Okay, so with a knife. So first one is: Do you think Valorant is good or bad? Be like going to be a good esport, going to be a good game, or is it overhyped? Is it you know overrated? Blah 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 blah. I'm definitely rushing a. I think it's mm. freaking fantastic. I think it's going to be amazing. I think I have faith that. Riot's going to be a good steward of this game. You know, I'm tr- again, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, but it's hard to not just be full-blown optimistic about where this is going to go. Yeah, I'm also rushing A. The thing I think I, about this uh, game the most, I compare it to like Overwatch and TF2, is it's cartoony and it's like, l- looks nice. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it still has the mechanics of a game like CSGO. So... Russian A, trying to trying to say it's good, it's gonna be a good esport. Okay. Number two. This is a hot topic 
with people following Valorant right now. Raze, is she OP or not OP? Are you rushing A because she's OP or are you rushing B because she's, she's fine? So, since this is Valorant and whatnot, and we now have three bomb sites, I think Ooh. for this, I'm going to have to say I'm rushing C. Because uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to say she's not overpowered, but I also don't want to say she's overpowered. I think people need to learn to res- like adjust their strategy when playing against um, someone like Raze. Like everyone's locked into their character, so you can totally change up the way you're playing and like maybe not clump so much or be more careful of what you do when you're expecting a, a rocket can come out of nowhere. But at the same time, I do think. She probably needs at least some small adjustments. Yeah. 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 I I agree uh, with a lot of that. I'm rushing B. I don't think she's overpowered. She does need some small adjustments. And you were talking about this earlier with me. Uh, some people are complaining like, oh, she doesn't fit the spirit of the game. She's like this demolitionist. She has too much AoE and her rocket ability, like a rocket launcher in this tactical shooter just doesn't fit. But this game Summit. is completely new. Yeah. <laughs> this game is completely new. Like, no one knows the spirit of the game yet because this game is in closed beta. We're still, like, Valorant team is still trying to design and figure out what exactly they want to put out, and the community and player base are still trying to figure out, like, what they want from this game. So I think she fits. She just needs maybe a little bit tweaking. Like, I've seen some people get, like, completely destroyed by the ult, and, like you said, don't clump. Or I've seen people, like, just die because like the race knows someone's on the bomb site in this one area, so she just throws out her ult there and kills the person. And then they're like, "What am I supposed to do?" That's true. So she does need addressing, but I wouldn't say she's OP. Okay, talking about bomb site. Question number three: Should Valorant stick to bomb site only, spike site only maps, or get some other map types like in like Overwatch, like multiple map types? What where are you rushing? Rushing A or rushing B? I think I gotta say, at least for the foreseeable future, I'm rushing A. I think they mm-hmm. should keep the focus on this spike, you know, bomb planning uh, style of play. I think it makes it a lot easier to do balance when you have just the one yeah. consistent objective. Um, and I think if they overcomplicate too soon, they're going to end up in having all the same problems Overwatch has had. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I'm a rush B. I think. In terms of, like, an eSport, I think, yeah, maybe, like, planning the spike and defusing the spike, like, planning the bomb, defusing the bomb, is, like, the best-case scenario, the, the working formula. But, like, in CS, all of CS games and, like, some of the other FPS shooters, there are different map types, right? And it's fun for the casual players, the player base, the streamers, right? At the end of the day, some of these games, other games that have come out, aren't successful because they only focus on eSports. They don't focus on making it fun. So I would like to see some other maps. Yeah, I mean, that... That being said, though, um, I would love to see Riot allow community-made maps and like oh. game modes and stuff. If they could get that tool out there, I understand they like are afraid of like you know a flood of crappy game modes coming out and yeah. it being hard to find good ones. But like they could curate it, you know. Um, I don't know. It's it hasn't really been in Riot's DNA to open up the game to much like custom their games yeah. up to like the community driven games man i love surfing in cs i'd love a surfing in map in valorant you know yeah definitely so the last one isn't just strictly valorant uh specific but are you rushing a or b riot or blizzard right now because we were talking about it earlier 
some things like with Overwatch and some of the way uh, Blizzard has handled some things are kind of suspect, but also like it looks like Riot is just you know snatching that crown. You know they're just they're taking it to the top, and no no one's even laying a finger on them. Yeah, man. I mean this one this one hurts. Like I've been such a big Blizzard fan for so long. You know, part of, like they were definitely part of the reason I studied game design and programming in college. And I even had like a ad for Blizzard is hiring on my wall at one point. Mm. But man, just given all the recent, you know, crap, especially like Warcraft three reforged and stuff. I just, I, I have to give it to riot. Like riots yeah. on the up Riot seems to be doing everything right. Blizzard seems to be doing basically everything wrong. You know, maybe that's Activision, maybe that's Blizzard themselves, who knows, but it's the way it is, and it, as much as it like hurts, I, I gotta go with Riot. Yeah, same here. I think I'm rushing A because I used to love tons of card games. I loved Hearthstone, and then just it, I had a falling out with it. Then Legend of Ruterra came out. I loved the auto battlers that were popping up on Dota 2, and then like saw them. Uh, tried all of them. TFT is the best. Now we're seeing Valorant. Even though I still prefer Dota 2 to League of Legends Summoner's Rift, it's still like Summoner's Rift is the most like the most popular game like in the world right now, probably. So it's just like Riot's untouchable. They're they're doing so so well. And just you hope that they keep keep it up. And also like the way they've handled their esports efforts, like you know, supporting those and like building up their esports foundation is just it's immaculate. No. Yeah. But you know. Like, not everything is so bad about Blizzard because, you know, they still have a special place in our heart. We played so many of their games. And, That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of Blizzard, you know, we're, we're not going to have, like, for sure regular uh, uploads just yet, but, like, catch us next time because next time we really want to talk about the possibilities of a Burning Crusade classic and, like, what we would like to see from a Burning Crusade classic what we think it's going to be like, because we also played uh, WoW Classic, and that was fun until it kind of wasn't. But, you know, well, uh, you have any, uh, you have any like, sneak peek of how you feel about TBC Classic, yeah, probably? I mean, that, like, like you said, that all being said about Blizzard, like, the things they've been doing with Classic, like, the fact they did Classic is still really good, and I'm really glad that happened. And, yeah, I think, you know... I think TBCs where a lot of great changes happened to the game. Like playing mm-hmm. classic was really fun. I never got max level in vanilla WoW, so it was nice to like experience that, even if it's like a bit different this time around. Um, but like, I do think TBCs where things started getting like really, really good. So I will almost certainly play it. Yeah, I think most people would say either most people would say Burning Crusade is their favorite expansion, if not Wrath of the Lich King. Like. TBC was my favorite expansion, so I'm looking forward to not only them possibly announcing that, hopefully announcing it, it's pretty much like, why wouldn't they, you know? And then i also looking forward to talking about it next time, so. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, till next time, everyone. Peace, keep gaming.